and welcome to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. This week, Adam's asking some of the biggest questions in the universe at a very special science museum in Bristol. George is at Alton Towers. He's chatting to theme park expert Len Tester about some awesome rides there. All that, plus a list of events from across the UK. Episodes of Activity Quest always start with the fun kids presenter getting out and about and discovering what is happening near you. So today I'm chatting to Adam. Adam, where have you been this week? Hello, Bex, you and I are very lucky, aren't we? We get to go to some phenomenal places in order to make this podcast. And I think this might be one of my favourites ever. Uh, It's We the Curious in Bristol, and it's kind of half science museum, half interactive art gallery. In fact, the best person to explain what We the Curious is, is Flex. She works there, and she's going to tell us more about it. I am a member of the live science team here at We the Curious. I would describe We the Curious as a science centre with a difference. Um, We are not just looking at the science aspect of your science questions. We're looking at all the different directions that questions could go in. Um, We are encouraging people to ask as many questions as as they wish because a curious society is is a beneficial society. You know, being curious means that we get to explore so many different things and become aware of so many different things. And that includes not just science, but arts. Um, different questions about our society and just to have have fun with the questions that we ask. So we're not here to lecture you about science. We are very much here for you to celebrate being curious about things and learn the way that you enjoy to learn. So my visit to We The Curious begins downstairs in a brand new exhibition place dedicated to answering some of those questions that Flex spoke about. It's called Project What If. Let's start here. This is a really important part of, a ground, of the ground floor. Now, the ground floor has been split into seven different sections. We call those sections constellations. And for each constellation, they are exploring a different question that was submitted by a member of the public. So, for example, we've got one that says, is there another me in the universe? We've got another one that says, who was the first person to see sand? And wherever possible, we also have pictures and stories from the people who asked these questions. We were able to track them down and they were able to be involved in the creation of some of these exhibits as well. So it's been a fantastic collaborative effort with loads of different communities in Bristol. So as well as being a place to explore science, it's it's a place to explore loads of ideas in general. Loads of curious things just all over the place and also bring people together as a community. So it's a community space as well as a science centre and there's so much fun to be had. At the moment we're stood in the centre of Project What If in a place called the Theatre of Curiosity and it's a lovely sort of wooden stage area or a sort of centre stage spot here with lots of wooded seating and in this area we will often do activities during the day so at the moment uh, we're offering people the opportunity to make rainbow glasses, build their own rainbow glasses which is really fun and we also have an activity called the A to Z of Secrecy 
which is all about um, basically it's a social science activity and it has been created um, with researchers from all over the southwest who are looking at secrets power and ignorance they are known as a secrets power and ignorance network and they're exploring all sorts of cool things like invisibility uh, magic whispering all these different things and there's lots of activities you can get involved with as part of that so theater curiosity is a lovely hub in the center but let's have a look at some of the constellations um, more specifically. So at the moment we're coming towards... So dotted all around this ground floor are big neon signs and all of the neon signs pose their own curious questions. One of them is, how do you become invisible? Another is, will we ever find a way to prevent being ill? But we're going to focus on just two because, to be honest, there are so many you could spend all day here. We're going to focus on two. The first that we're going to take a look at is... Why do rainbows make people happy? This is probably one of my favourite constellations. Um, it's got so many beautiful things to explore. And I love this question because we can look at the science of rainbows, of course, but it also talks about happiness. Happiness can be a scientific thing as well, you know? What chemicals are there rushing through our bodies when we make... when we, when we are happy when how is it different from when we feel sad and how do rainbows impact that i'm just looking at the photographs we have here and the activities and i'm already excited to look at them so let's have a look over here we have this huge color palette um which basically goes through all the colors of the rainbow but they're missing their central little cards. They've got these little gaps in them that are all, all have a corresponding colour to... It looks a little bit like a, like a beehive, doesn't it? It looks like, like the little gaps in a beehive. And you've got to fill these gaps in with the matching colours. And it's much harder than you think, actually, because the shades are just slightly different from each other. So it's a really fun, really pleasing puzzle. The most exciting thing about it is that when you have finished the puzzle, there's a big button down here. If you press that, all the colours fall out again so the next person can try it for themselves from afresh. I said we were going to focus on just two of these constellations at Project What If. The first, that one, was why do rainbows make people happy? We're going to move over to the opposite side of the venue now, to the second constellation that we're going to take a look at, and it's called What Controls Our Perception of Time? And can we slow it down? Now this one, this constellation always melts my mind a little bit. There's lots of big questions being asked here, which is really exciting. The real centerpiece of it is this magnificent clock. And a lot of people, when they look at it, initially don't realise that it's a clock. They see all these big tubes and bells and they, they think, what button do I press to make it move? But really, all you've got to do is wait until a half hour has passed and then you will hear the lovely chimes of the clock. So you see we've got this little, little ball that's being moved very slowly up the main tube in the middle. And when that ball reaches the very top, it will drop into the sort of marble run type section and it will ring each bell as it passes through and then there's other little little bits and pieces that it can make sounds with as it goes there's some wind chimes further down as well which is always very pleasing and so you get um, people crowding around this this clock every half hour or so as they as they're kind of realizing what it is which is really exciting we come around to the side of the clock 
And first off, we have this exhibit called Can You Tell the Time Without a Watch or a Clock? And this is a little challenge for our visitors where you stand uh, on the footstep markers and you have to use your arms to estimate a minute going past. You pretend like your hands are the hands of a clock. And if you successfully measure a minute within a couple of seconds or so, then your image will make it up onto the wall of our clock and you will become the minute hand of the actual physical clock in the building, which is really exciting. And it's so lovely to see all the different visitors who have been um, and uh, see them succeeding and, get, and, and doing, doing the thing. They're doing the thing. They made it. They measured, they measured time without a clock of their own. They became the clock. Okay, now we focused on just a very small amount of what Project What If at We The Curious has to offer. It's something that you really have to go and see for yourselves. However, there is a lot more at We The Curious. We're going to go upstairs now. And upstairs there are there's some Ardman animation uh, workstations where you can create create your own kind of Wallace and Gromit characters. There's a bubble zone right at the back where you can make these massive bubbles. Uh, there's like a bubble curtain where you can dip a, a massive piece of piping in some bubble liquid and then hoist it up like you're hoisting a, a, a sail on a ship and see all of the amazing kind of marble effect colours of the washing up liquid as it moves around. However, hidden at the very back of We The Curious is something very special. It's a planetarium. You see, We The Curious in Bristol is home to the first 3D planetarium in the UK. And they've got a show on this autumn called Autumn Stargazing, where you can fly to worlds on the edge of our understanding and gaze up at alien skies in a spectacular journey through astronomical discoveries we've made and the stories that they inspire. Welcome to We The Curious' Planetarium. Um, this planetarium is the only um, consistently public 3D planetarium in the UK. Um, it is well, probably sort of like medium sized as planetariums go, but it has so many possibilities. And I'm really excited to be able to show you some of the stuff that it can do. So we offer lots of different shows here. We are currently offering Space Explorers. That's our show for under sixes, um, which is really fun. We pretend that we're in a giant spaceship and we're exploring the solar system together, finding out what the moon is made of and all sorts of cool stuff. And then we have Solar System Odyssey, which is a big trip around our solar system and lots of the cool uh, sort of landmarks. Well, sometimes they aren't landmarks because there's not land on the planet to land on, but the different features of our solar system, some that you might be familiar with and some might be brand new to you. And then we have our seasonal stargazing shows and we change these around every few months or so to reflect what's going on, mostly in the south, towards the south um, in the Bristol night sky. During this show, we, as well as talking about exoplanets, we also talk about some new space telescopes that are going to that are launching. Well, one of them has already launched. Um, the Hubble Space Telescope, which has been going for a few decades now, and it's still sending us amazing high-res photos of loads of loads of features of our night sky. The great thing about space telescopes is because they're in um, they are orbiting Earth, they don't have to look through Earth's atmosphere to gaze out into our night sky. So they can get 
access really high quality um, photographs of things that will be really difficult to get from telescopes on the ground. So we look at uh, what the effects of those might be. Um, for example, we're being able, we're able to learn more about the atmospheres of different exoplanets. There is an uh, amazing um, astrophysicist called Dr. Hannah Wakeford, who's working at the University of Bristol and has, um, has amazing um, things to, to share about um, her hypotheses about what um, different atmospheres might look like on different exoplanets. For example, there might be exoplanets where the atmospheres are composed of solid um, materials um, that we could get we could even get atmospheres um, that contain rubies or glass you know um, there's all these possibilities that Dr Wakeford is looking at um, and so that's another thing that we explore in this show as well um, these shows are such a joy to do they're a real highlight of um, of working on the live science team um, and you get so many amazing questions from people afterwards. Um, just today, I was asked a fabulous question by someone who was visiting with their school. Um, she asked me, um, how do we have photographs of the Milky Way? Because we showed an image of a Milky Way. I'm not a Milky Way, the Milky Way. <laughs> There's only one Milky Way after all. But my response to it was, we don't have one. We don't have a photograph of the Milky Way because we, the furthest we've been able to get from, from Earth, the furthest man-made object, is one of the Voyager probes, which has yet to exit our solar system. So it's going to take a long while for anything to be able to exit our galaxy, turn around and get a photograph of the Milky Way. That's, that's, that's far in the future, you know, real far in the future. But it's incredible that by studying our night sky, and by studying other galaxies that we can observe through our space telescopes, like Hubble, for example, we can get a really good idea of what our galaxy looks like, even though it's impossible right now for us to actually take a photograph of it. And I hadn't had that question before. I've been working here for three years, and it was just such a fabulous question. And it just got me really excited about space all over again. And without really realising it, we came sort of full circle... There is no question too stupid. There is no question too naive for we the curious. That's what they're about. They're all about asking fascinating questions, questions that perhaps in school you're told you should really know the answer to that, but really, you don't. I didn't know that. In fact, I learned so much in such a short time at We The Curious that I was kind of gutted I showed up a little bit later in the day and sort of wished I had spent the whole day there. So that's We The Curious in Bristol. Bex, probably one of the best places I've ever been on this podcast. That was We The Curious in Bristol. And if you want to find out more, go to wethecurious.org. And remember, whatever you do, whether it's chilling in a planetarium or something else entirely, we want to know all about it. You can leave us a five-star review wherever it is you're listening to this or get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And someone who's done just that is Erica. Erica got in touch on the Fun Kids website to say, Hey Bex, it's my birthday soon. I really like Activity Quest and I'm happy to be back at school. Also, let's bring back the octopus emoji craze. Ah, Erica, good memory. Yes, last year I was a big fan of people leaving octopus emojis for me. So remember, you can leave us a five-star review wherever it is you're listening to this and when you're there leave some octopus emojis as well or you can get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activity quest 
All right, it's back to Adam for some events. Here's what else is happening across the UK. Thanks, Bex. Yes, you can see the home of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. It's called Kensington Palace, and it's open right now for visitors following a big upgrade. Explore the palace via their family trail, have an adventure in the gardens, and enjoy the palace's fascinating and ever-changing exhibitions. It's owned by historical royal palaces, meaning hrp.org.uk is the place you need to go to find out more. Experience firsthand the full potential and excitement of some of the fastest supercars ever made. Drift Limits Motorsport Academy is in Hemel Hempstead. You can ride shotgun next to a professional racing driver for four insanely fast laps around the circuit. There are Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Teslas, Dodge Vipers and more to ride in. They're suitable for ages six plus. If you're slightly older, 11 plus... You can even get behind the wheel. Driftlimits.co.uk to find out more about that one. And the new issue of Mega Magazine drops this Wednesday and it comes with seven epic gifts. You'll get a sick blaster with sticker sheet to customise it in your own style, two bouncy balls, an awesome finger football game and two more cool sticker sheets. The award-winning Mega Magazine reveals the most legendary Pokemon games of all time, wicked Robox facts, and there is even an ultimate gaming quiz. How will you score? All of this and loads more is in the new issue of Mega Magazine. It's out on Wednesday. to check before you travel and book in advance where you can and whatever you do tell them activity quest sent you last week george and len paid a visit to chessington world of adventures to rate and review some tip-top roller coasters there len tester is a theme park ride expert and he's with george at alton towers this week len tester's ultimate theme park rides Okay, you're listening to Fun Kids with me, George, and I'm joined once again by the man, the myth, the legend. It's Len Tester, the theme park expert. Now, Len is applying both his own big knowledge of theme parks with some real science and data for Len Tester's ultimate guide to theme parks. This is where Len tells us about some of the greatest theme park rides in the whole world. And we've got a leaderboard going to find out which is going to be the ultimate ride. So, Len, welcome back. And what attraction are we going to be talking about today? George, I want to start at Alton Towers and focus on that. Alton Towers is uh, England's premier theme park destination for families. Um, My personal favorite here, this is sentimental, and everyone is going to laugh at this. I think it's the Get Set Go Treetop Adventure at CBB's Land. And George, I will be taking no questions on this. (laughs) Right, hold up a minute. Right, let's take a back step. Let's take a back step real quick because Alton Towers, it's home to some big rides some of the uk's biggest and best rides from roller coasters to war you know it's got some huge attractions why are we going just out of interest and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it but why are we going with this one i mean there are there are many great attractions at alton towers oblivion is a scary and fun ride first act the actual first roller coaster ever went on at alton towers was oblivion where you can hear the screams from the riders across the midlands right 13 (laughs) an excellent ride first roller coaster had ever uh went on where you actually go backwards in part of the ride and those are all excellent but they're not for the entire family right Uh, the thing that i love about 
Jet Set Go Treetop Adventures. It is, it's, an, it's a slow, elevated train ride around um, one of the lands of the park. And the thing that I love about it is that it shows you that particular area of the park in immense detail. Right. If you go look on YouTube videos for Get Set Go Treat Up Adventure, half the videos show nothing but adults riding this ride, George. <laughs> and and let, let's just remember this is in <laughs> CBB's land. CBB's land. And all day, yeah, this is this is a kid's show, right? Um, so in the at the very beginning of the ride, you wake up the bugs, you know, by saying good morning to them. You go past um, uh, fields of sheep. So there are set scenes. But again, you're on an elevated train ride. So you're getting a sort of a bird's eye view of this entire land. It's very slow moving. It's extremely pleasant. Uh, it's well done. And the thing that I love about the ride most is is it's sincere in its affection for the characters, right? It's, they're, they're not trying to force the characters on you or be something that it's not. It's for what it is, it's a, it's a great ride. And I, I really enjoy it. I, again, I think I'm, I'm very sentimental. And the way, that I, the way that I tell the people this is, and George, you've done this and I know you've done it. You know how like you're leaving a train station and there's that 50p pack of, M&S vanilla biscuits that you just have to have, right? Sure, and sure. you know they're bad for you, and you know they're not like the best quality biscuits, <laughs> right? Right, but you want them anyway. This, that, that is get set go treat up adventure to me. I, 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 I know it's not the the most expensive or the most thrilling ride, right? But what it does, it does well enough. It's a good ride for kids, and it, wrong clearly, with it. it's good enough to land a place on Lentester's ultimate guide. My to sentimental theme parks. favorite. It's your sentimental like said, favorite. Well, listen, you are the theme park <laughs> We are listening to you. And that's why we're, we're going to find out where Get Set Go is going to land on our leaderboard. So our criteria are fun and innovation. What are your, what are your scores for this one? I, I give it a 5 out of 10 for fun. Again, part of that is sentimental. Uh, in terms of innovation, not very much there. I'm giving it a 1 out of 10. Oh, I mean, it's not scored particularly well then. It's got a 6 out of 20, which <laughs> does put it below both the Dragon Ride and a Tomb Blaster, which is currently top of our leaderboard um so there is there is some room for improvement there but look there is uh, plenty of place for sentiment and it sounds like a beautiful nice ride so alton towers is a great park and this is one to check out when you're there but we'll have to find out next time if there is a contender for tomb blasters place at the top of the leaderboard but for now then thank you very much and we'll speak to you soon alton towers is my favorite of all of the theme parks thank you to len and thanks to george as well and just like that, we're done. So we've given you some stuff to do, and now it's your turn to go and do it. Remember, there are loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to anytime you like. If you're after some more suggestions, just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy. Whatever you do, and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review, and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex, and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app, and on your smart speaker. Just say, play Fun Kids, every weekday from 4pm. See you then. The Space Programme is a Baffle Gab production for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. You can listen to Fun Kids all day on your DAB digital radio, on your smart speaker by saying play Fun Kids and on the free Fun Kids mobile app. You can also listen online and play loads of games, quizzes, as well as find out the latest news at funkidslive.com.